You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, happy Monday. I cannot believe we are already at the end of October. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about that. I was booking someone else's like next Zoom call for one of our clients. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm booking this in November. Yeah. In two weeks. It's craziness. And I just booked our hotel for Thanksgiving. We're going down to Bloomington and meeting all my Mm -hmm. family for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, we're going to get a hotel. We're going to get an indoor pool so we can take the boys, um, you know, to go swimming Thanksgiving night. It's so much better than trying to do a round trip in one day, drive to and from. So, but I'm like, (laughs) I can't believe I'm booking Thanksgiving hotel already. I know. I know. This year we're with my family. We like alternate family least every year um and so we'll be with my family this year but i i was reading actually that i think it's united because southwest obviously just had their strike basically with their pilots yep. united's mandate goes into effect the day before thanksgiving weekend oh my gosh and so think about what might happen with flights yep. that weekend yep like we have crazy. friends. We have friends that um, have worked for United for many, many years, and um, have yep. now sought other positions because it's just no exemptions. Mm-hmm. Pretty much is what they I said. Know. So crazy Craziness. times, crazy times. And so we're talking about COVID nineteen today. So we need to. Yeah. You know, I, I just figured I'd, I'd bring it up for those of you that's traveling around Thanksgiving. We're staying home this Thanksgiving. Um, so that should be. It'll be fun. I actually saw a really funny shirt. <laughs> that, um. I almost bought it says I'm ready to eat turkey and talk politics oh my gosh no <laughs> Nick was like I'll wear that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we we have that rule like no politics no it's religion no money. it's just impossible I, guys I live in a family that has very different views in politics and mm-hmm. so every get together there is usually a discussion yeah. so welcome to my life um well we're going okay. to Florida with my family and you have my dad who loves to talk politics. You have my brother who is in politics. And then you have my sister from Copenhagen, Denmark, who has different views, right? Um, and obviously doesn't live here. So I'm sure there's going to be lots of things going on there. And that reminds, reminds me, we're flying United that week. It's just a couple mm. weeks before Thanksgiving. So I'm hoping things go yeah, smooth. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. My niece, when she came home from her honeymoon, was the only Southwest flight that made it out of Orlando that day. Everybody else was stuck. I saw a video this girl posted that was basically blaming Southwest because no one was at her wedding. And I was like, okay, that sucks. But like, it's not Southwest's fault. (laughs) Well, I don't think Southwest knew what was coming. I think that was, I think they were totally blindsided by that strike. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But anyways, okay. On to the immune system. Yep. Great transition onto the immune system. Um, we are going to talk about basically ways that you can strengthen your immune system. There's really no way you can boost your, a lot of people talk about like boosting your immune system. You can't really boost your immune system. What you can do though is over time, build it to be very strong and de- mm-hmm. like resistant to viruses, to really anything. Um, a lot of it stems from the gut and a lot of it stems from having a healthy weight. Um yeah. Both of those things make your immune system very resilient to things. Um, so we want to kind of talk a little bit first around like what is the immune system? Because we, it's such like a 
I feel like it's a blanket term Mm -hmm. that explains so much that happens within the body. Um, And it is a little self-explanatory, but it actually is pretty complex and intricate um, when you, when you really break it down. So we need to talk first about the actual immune system and what it consists of. Yep, absolutely. So the immune system, as Becca said, it is very complex. And I think a lot of people don't understand that there's actually two parts um, to your immune system. And your immune system needs continuous support. It needs constant nourishment. And, you know, when we think about all of the things that we're exposed to every single day, different toxins, you know, things that you are breathing in through the air, maybe you're getting exposed to chemicals um, in different places, or just, you know, the exhaust from the cars. And especially now as we are heading into the colder seasons here into Chicago, um, you know, you're going to be warming up your car, you're going to have a lot of exhaust coming out and things like that. And all of that, all of those things are, you know, pretty much uh, toxic to the body and they're foreign invaders. And so this is, you know, now more than ever, even outside of, you know, COVID-19, this is flu season. Now more than ever, it's the time for you to really be thinking, how can I strengthen and support my immune system to stay healthy? Um, And so let's talk about the two types of your, or sorry, the two parts of your immune system. So the first part here is your innate immune system. That includes your skin, the linings of your lungs, the lining of your gut, all of which create these physical barriers to keep anything that causes disease coming into the body. Essentially, you know, we're looking here at pathogens, right? Um, viruses, bacteria, um, toxins, parasites, fungus, things like that. Um, so all of those are your physical barriers. And then you have your adaptive immune system. And that consists of your T and your B cells. And these cells fight off specific pathogens and other types of microorganisms that can cause disease. So it's adaptive because these cells only evolve once you've encountered and recovered from a certain pathogen. So your body develops specific T and B cells, so it will be able to respond in a much stronger fashion on the next go around. Think about the COVID yep. ant, you know, the COVID-19 antibodies. You know what they're saying now is people that have these antibodies, obviously their immune system has seen it, it recognizes it, it's going to be able to fight it off in a much uh, better manner mm-hmm. the next time that person, you know, gets COVID, which hopefully they don't. They basically, there's basically what's going on is there's basically receptors that Mm -hmm. kind of like remain dormant. Like you don't constantly have antibodies for every single thing you've ever encountered floating around in your blood um, and in your system. It's more so when these things pop up, like you get a cold, you get a virus, whatever it is. If you have antibodies that you have once created, your body kind of reignites them. And so it's not like we just have these overload of antibodies floating around, but your body recognizes these things, mm-hmm. um, which is why they talk about how, you know, antibodies can be just as effective as the vaccine, basically. Um, so just a little fun fact, your body kind of has like these alert systems that get reignited um, when the body notices that like it's coming in contact with that virus again. Yep. So some things that can help support your immunity um, and, you know, basically make your body more resilient to sickness. Um, I will like, I, I see it all the time with people that are just live an unhealthy lifestyle. Like they get sick more often mm-hmm. um, and your body is less able to fight against those things. Like I, I work, Liz and I work very hard at being healthy individuals and taking yeah. care of our bodies. And I think it, I rarely get sick. I, and like, I have a sick toddler in my house right now who has coughed in my mouth probably multiple times. And 
I have not had any symptoms. I feel totally fine. I'm like not even, I'm doing emergency each day, but that's about it. Um, because I take care of my body all the rest of the year. Um, one of the biggest things here is sleep. Everything gets better with good sleep guys. I am such a testament to this right now. Like (laughs) I had Saturday night, Carson, I'm pretty sure Carson might have some respiratory stuff going on. I think I might take him to a respiratory specialist, but every time he gets a cold, he ends up with the croup cough. Mm -hmm. I don't think he gets croup every time. I just think that he has something respiratory wise that causes him his airways to close. Like it's if any mom has ever had a child have croup, it's terrifying. It's basically like your child can't breathe. Um, And they're like hyperventilating and you can hear the gunk and it's so bad. Um, But anyways, that happened Saturday night. I was up from basically 1 a.m. until 4 a.m. with him put him in his bed for an hour, woke back up crying, coughing again, came back in her bed. I got like zero sleep on Saturday night. Sunday night, Taylor woke up. She woke up, got herself out of her sleep sack. like it. And so I woke up with that. <laughs> and then last night, I finally got seven straight hours of sleep. I literally feel like a brand new person today. <laughs> I am, it is amazing. Um, I felt bloated yesterday. I felt heavy. I felt like exhausted today. I'm like on top of the world. Yeah. Without good sleep, inflammation. That's why I felt bloated. Mm -hmm. Blood sugar. I felt exhausted. I was going through ups and downs of energy cravings. All I wanted was like carbs. I didn't even like have an appetite really for anything other than carbs yesterday and ability to lose weight and build muscle. My workout felt like crap yesterday. I moved because I hadn't moved in a few days and I wanted to build some energy, but I felt slow. I felt sluggish. This morning I worked out. I felt great. So we need to get into a good deep sleep. By getting into a deep REM sleep, you allow your body to shut down, de-stress, and help produce the proper hormones that it needs. If the stress level, basically the cortisol production, is elevated for too long, it can suppress immune function. So here is where we need to talk about nighttime routines. We talk about it all the time. We talked about it in a podcast a couple weeks ago, dim lights. Last night, I turned on the lights around two hours before bedtime. No artificial light one hour before bed. Totally shit the bed on this yesterday. I worked last night until I went to bed, but I was so tired. It didn't matter. Um, Aim to eat dinner two hours before bed if you can. If struggling with blood sugar, we will have clients do like a blood sugar balancing snack right before bed, um, like an hour or so, something small, protein, fats paired with low glycemic carbs, like not sugar. Don't go for the sugar after dinner. Go for like maybe a small bowl of oatmeal with some peanut butter or something, or you can go for like some cheese and crackers or something like that. But staying in a consistent routine and getting into bed within 30 to 60 minutes of your that same time every night and yep. get up at the same time. Yep. Sleep routine is so important. If you want to keep a good circadian rhythm, which is your body's internal clock, so that you naturally feel tired at nighttime, you naturally wake up and feel rested in the morning time, you've got to get into a consistent routine. Um, and I don't really think there's any way to skirt around this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we talk about um, nighttime routine. I think there's a lot of things you can do there. One of my favorite things that I've been doing, um, I've been reading before I go to bed. So right now I'm in a course, mm-hmm. there's a lot of reading to do. So I've put that intentionally. Um, you know, the hour before I go to bed. So honestly, like we've stopped watching Netflix or any type of TV once we get Marcus down around 830. So we've actually been able to shift now that we don't have our gym. Um, We've been able to shift and eat dinner together as a family, which has been awesome. Minus the toddler 
meltdowns every night at dinner because we can't watch wheels on the bus. Um, but we're doing that around seven and then we usually do bath. We have like 45 minutes, um, to kind of just watch TV or just hang out, um, and play. And so once Marcus is down, we've been going upstairs so that we can both read before bed. So that's helped me a ton. I usually fall asleep, um, reading. I've been like trying to keep myself awake just to get like through, you know, the end of a chapter. And then I'm like, this is pointless. I don't even know what I just read in the last page. But, you know, so you can read before bed. If you're not naturally, you know, tired at nighttime, maybe try taking, you know, a hot shower or, um, you know, putting on some essential oils too. So I have been a little bit stuffy and kind of to Becca's point, like I never truly get sick. Like last week I was sick for about, I wouldn't even say 48 hours. I think it was like 36 hours where I really didn't feel great, but then I bounced right back. But I've still had, you know, some sinus and just draining and stuff. So I've been doing my essential oil uh, diffuser at nighttime, which helps a ton. So set your room up, Um, set your environment up to be dark, to be cold, you know, have some of those things going. You can always do lavender on your feet too. If you need, you know, just a little bit more support with your nighttime um, wind down routine. The next thing that we want to talk about, and this is going to carry over into, you know, your morning routine. So getting sunlight, sunlight in every day, first thing in the morning is really, really helpful for sleep. Ideally, mm-hmm. you're out there and you are getting 10 to 15 minutes. You know, don't wear your sunglasses. You want sunlight in your eyes depending upon the weather, like if it's nice in the summertime, like you want your skin showing, you want to be able to soak up some of that sunlight and the vitamin D because sunlight is a major contributor to our vitamin D production in the body. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about vitamin D several times before, but just as a recap, it is essential for healthy, you know, immune system. It also helps the body produce antibodies. So low levels of vitamin D can also be a reason people have respiratory problems and lower energy levels. And we're going to dive more into that specifically when we get to um, the end of this podcast, talking about some supplements and what they have seen in research around uh, COVID-19, like hospitalization levels. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is where we would encourage, if you have not already done so, get your vitamin D levels checked. It's a simple lab test. It's very standard routine. You should really be getting checked every six months. Um, and if you notice that you are someone who struggles with you know, seasonal depression or you just feel like you have less energy in the winter, now is the time to get that vitamin D level checked um, because mm-hmm. we do know we're not getting you know, as much sunlight, if you live in the Midwest where, you know, it is cold, it's dark in the morning, you know, it's dark in the evening time. So there's less sunlight, um, less daylight, just, you know, hours of the day. Um, and depending upon how great you are uh, with your walks, like I still get outside and go for a couple quick walks, you know, during the day, even when it's cold, you can put a coat on people, first world problems here. Um, But, you know, you're just not getting as much. And so if you ever feel like you have less energy, then this is where you might want to look to, you know, maybe supplement with vitamin D if you're labs are showing that you are low. Um, just because again, even when you are spending time outside in the winter, you're having less exposure in terms of like your skin being exposed because you're wearing coats, long sleeves, pants, hats, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. You can also, if you are one of the people that like, if you wake up really early and it's not light out and it's tough to get the light in, you can use something like, um, Verilux has a happy light. It's called, um, it's a 10,000 lux, um, which is basically the amount of light that you need to kind of create alertness, 
produce the right types of hormones to help produce energy and improve mood. They're like 30 bucks on Amazon. They really are not bad. Um, I keep mine next to my desk and I can use it on mornings when I wake up early to work and I'm not going to be outside for like two or three hours. Um, it helps kind of alert the system and get it nice and awake. Um, and low, and it basically reduces levels of melatonin, which allows for higher levels of melatonin at night. Um, so that's also an option. Another thing we can do, drink less alcohol. <laughs> so excessive consumption of alcohol can impair the immune system, shocker, and increase your chances of getting sick. This is like the typical, you know, ever go out of town on like a weekend bender and you come home and you're sick the next week. Mm-hmm. Like it taxes our immune system. And you guys, sometimes drinking sounds great. And sometimes drinking is great. We love, I love wine. It's hard for me to not drink it sometimes, but sitting at home drinking because you're bored or drinking every night because you're stressed or just simply drinking because you like the taste of it will not help your immune system. And we're not saying you have to cut it out completely. We're not saying you can never have another drink again, but the more we drink, the harder it is on your, on your immune system. So just something to keep in mind, drink responsibly, especially during the winter time when we tend to get sick more often um, and really evaluate the drinking too. I think it's something that we all need to evaluate sometimes. It's like, what am I using it for? Am I using it as like a de-stressor and not actually facing the stresses that I have? Am I using it as a way to help myself sleep? Why am I not sleeping well? Alcohol does not help you sleep better, guys. It might help you fall asleep, but it's not helping you sleep better throughout the night. Um, so just something to consider if yep. you are an you know, regular consumer. Yep. There's a lot of things that you can put in place, you know, in the alcohol. You can do sparkling water, you can do kombucha, you can do, you know, a tea, you can go for a walk, you can go to the park, you can do a lot of different things. You know, I think sometimes people get into just a habit, right? Where they just come home and they're having that nightly beer or glass of wine or just whatever it is. Um, And then usually that trickles into, you know, multiple drinks, you know, because one isn't enough anymore if they're using it to, um, you know, reduce stress and things like that. So I would take an evaluation of how much alcohol you drink, like take a true evaluation, like track maybe, um, you know, over the last two weeks, how many drinks have you had? I think two to three drinks in a sitting is, you know, adequate. More than that, you're kind of just going on a bender, I think. Um, But Mm -hmm. speaking of stress and ways to de-stress, that's the next thing here is we need to reduce the stress because living again with high levels of cortisol caused by stress, um, that can really impact and tax uh, the immune system and it can make make you sick essentially. So we have to remember too, and we've talked about this before, that there are a few different types of stress. There's adaptive stress, not adaptive stress, right? Um, and your body perceives stress in so many different ways. So we're not just talking physical stress of maybe a strenuous job or you know a hard workout. We're talking about emotional stress, psychological stress, right? Relationships, people in your life that might be stressing you out, whatever it is, especially going into the holidays. I think we need to take this um, analysis of where the stress is coming from. If it's Christmas shopping or, you know, already not wanting to go to certain family functions or different holiday parties because you don't want to see certain people because they're negative or just whatever that is, all of those things can have a negative impact on your immune system. Negative emotions too. So seeing the glasses half empty, mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. impact your immune system. Um, you know, if you're worried all the time, if you're anxious all the time, if you're angry with people, all of those things will lower your immune system. 
So what we need to do is we need to add in more de-stressing activities. Sometimes there's stress that we just can't remove, right? Carson's sick right now. Becca can't just remove that stress (laughs) Um, because she loves her child. But what she can do is exactly what she's been doing. She spent time going for walks. She's gotten her workouts and she's moved her body. She's focused on sleep and slept well when she can. So Mm -hmm. all of these things I think are really important. And then I'm just going to add on to that, that, you know, I think it's important to laugh. I think it's important to surround yourself with people who bring you up, that make you happy, that are encouraging, that are positive. So, you know, call a friend, maybe meet them for coffee or go for a walk with them, um, watch a comedy show, whatever you need to do, but get yourself laughing um, in some way, shape or form every day. I think that's one of the best ways, at least for myself, that, um, you know, I de-stress. And I think you can also, you know, look at other things just in home when it is uh, winter and maybe you're not out as much or whatever, or you can't be, um, look at things that you can do. Try new recipes, you know, spend some time cooking, take a social media detox, you know, whatever you can do uh, to really get yourself into more of a calm state, do things you enjoy. Maybe you want to pick up a new hobby, start drawing, start journaling, do puzzles, play games. All of those things can be ways for you to kind of get away from the stressors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Food Code Podcast is brought to you by Fit Mom Lifestyle. If you're interested in our individualized coaching that we always talk about and how we may be able to help you like we help our clients in accomplishing optimal health and losing weight and achieving their goals, you can click the link in the show notes and you can actually schedule a free 15 to 20 minute call with either of us. We would love to talk to you. Number five, be physically active. Activity helps to improve your immune system and your body's ability to respond to attacks through something called hormesis. So this is basically when you, it's like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, essentially. So when you push your body, when you tax your body, when you cause some type of physical change, your body gets better at dealing with things. Mm -hmm. And so through exercise, your body becomes more resilient. It becomes stronger. It causes this kind of like autophagy situation where your cells break down, basically create their own garbage disposal and rebuild themselves stronger, which allows us to be more resilient to things like viruses and, you know, anything that might tax the immune system. Cause at a bit, so at a baseline, you would want to shoot for like 30 minutes of activity a day to reap the benefits for your immune health. And this can be really anything that you enjoy. Just make sure that you have at least a moderate level of intensity. Um, you know, if you're just like walking on the treadmill with very little effort, I always think, and like, I don't want to hate on them because they're doing something, but I always think of the people like at the Globo gym wearing like khakis and, and like a work and like a polo walking on the treadmill. (laughs) So I'm going to go to hell for that. (laughs) Funny story. Um, I just signed up for the LA fitness across the street from my house just for the winter time because it's so cold in our garage. And mm-hmm. I get to tell I text back this morning. I'm like, man, that's brutal. Like, I don't love big box gyms. It's mainly because of like people don't have adequate, you know, they don't mm. put their weights away. Like, there are weights just laying around all over the floor. It's really disturbing and really frustrates me, especially as, you know, a previous gym owner. Like, there's need to be respect for the equipment. Um, but they also had like all these different, like, you know, towels from this uh, sanitizer, you know, laying on the floor and stuff like that. I'm actually going to say something to them, I think, later this week if it doesn't get better because I was like, this is gross. Like, I appreciate that you have sanitizer here, but come on. Anyways, the people watching, though, is probably the best part about a global gym. It's so great. It's so great. I'm pretty positive 
there was a girl there on her phone. She had to have been on her phone 40 of the 60 minutes that she was in the gym. Like, you're not doing anything. You're sitting on the leg curl machine and you're just texting or doing whatever. And then she'd see somebody look at her and she'd start like curling. I'm like, what? What is this girl doing? But I did feel good because uh, I've been going with my girlfriend, Trish. There was only like three or four. I think there might have been one or two other girls in the weight section. Everybody else was up on the treadmills and stuff. And it's just funny because I'm like, you guys, you, you ladies need to get down here and lift some heavy shit. <laughs> That's the thing. And like, I here's what I try to pay attention to. How do the people look mm. that lift weights versus how do the people look that are on the cardio machines? Yep. Just a little food for thought, guys. Yep. All right. So we need to talk about the last thing that plays a huge role mm-hmm. in the immune system. And that is your gut. We have to, there is a very, very obvious statistic that many, many people have heard in different like percentages. I'm sure. I think it's somewhere between 70 to 80% is yep. like the common percentage stated. 70 to 80% of your immune system is within your gut. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we are always preaching this. It starts with your nutrition. It starts with your diet. It starts with what type of nutrients you're taking in. That's why it's not just calories in, calories out, guys. Like the quality of food plays such a big role on so many other things that impact how you feel. So those nutrients that we take in, they have an impact on how our immune system, you know, expresses genes through our DNA, cell activation, signaling molecules modification. Like gut health is extremely important in various arrays of like dietary ingredients in terms of gut microbiome and what composition that has and basically how the gut microbiome impacts how the immune system responds to things. So like we have, this is, we've talked about this at high levels before, but basically your DNA has different genes Mm -hmm. and you can play up and play down those genes based off of what you consume in terms of your diet, what your lifestyle is like. And when you have a healthy lifestyle, you can play down cancer genes. You can play down tumor creation. Like all of these things can get impacted. Yes. You are dealt a hand at birth. You are given a, a deck of cards and some aren't great, but you can have such a large impact on them based off of how you live your life. I think a lot of, there's like a a saying that says, you know, um, your genes give you the gun, but your lifestyle gives you the bullets to put in it. Like it is all about what you do with your life. And your gut plays a huge role in maintaining a strong immune system since it houses 70 to 80% of the cells that make up our immune system, specifically the gut associated lymphoid tissue, which is called the GALT, um, which is the prominent part of mucosal associated lymphoid tissue and represents about 70% of the entire immune system. Also, 80% of plasma cells, which are immunoglobulin cells, IgAs, all of those reside in this GALT, this lymphoid tissue. So all of those things, it matters what your gut health is like. Yep. Yep. And so I think there's, you know, a lot of people who probably wonder, like, how do I know if I have good gut health? Um, Or what are things that I can do to support my gut health? Well, it's very, very individual. So we have a lot of clients that we work with and they come to us. And one of the first things we do is take an evaluation of their digestion. And we have them fill out, you know, our gut health, very extensive um, questionnaire and survey to determine, you know, are there any issues that are preventing them from the ability to absorb the nutrients they're consuming? So there's a big difference here in terms of are you, you know, eating a high quality diet and are you actually absorbing it? Because some people aren't absorbing the nutrients from the foods that they are consuming, either because they have low stomach acid, they don't have enough digestive enzyme production, they're eating super fast, they're not chewing their food, they're putting a lot of stress on the digestive system. So, you know, we've talked about this 
at nauseum on this podcast in terms of, you know, symptoms, bloating, gas, constipation, heartburn, acid reflux, GERD, things like that are all going to be signs and symptoms that you likely have something going on um, with your gut. Brain fog and fatigue are also two really big ones. Um, And so here's what I would say just at a very, very high level, start evaluating how food makes you feel after you eat it. When are you experiencing the bloating? How close are you experiencing that to certain foods or certain meals and start to track that? Make correlations. Very easy for us as coaches because we have you know, a lot of knowledge around the different types of foods because there's a variety of them that can cause um, issues in the gut. But maybe you want to start doing this on your own. Start, you know, tracking. I would say write down the foods you're consuming. Track this, you know, every 30 minutes or so. If there's bloating, gas, indigestion, if you're starting to feel tired or fatigued after meals, then we look at balance of meals. Like high fat, high carb meals generally leave people feeling very lethargic and tired. Like you want to take a nap like similar on, you know, Thanksgiving day for most people. Um, Also, are you getting inflamed, right? Like are your rings fitting tight? Are you waking up in the morning with stiff joints, um, puffy hands or swelling? All of those things are signs that your body is not tolerating the food or some of the food, you know, in the meals that you're building well. And so then what do we do? We look to remove inflammatory triggers. This is step one of any gut healing protocol is the removal of triggers. And so that can include gluten, grains, dairy, sugar, alcohol, processed foods. Um, For some individuals, this can also be things like eggs, nightshades, FODMAPs, or fermented foods. It really depends upon what is going on in the gut. If there's any, you know, overgrowth of bacteria, yeast infections, H. pylori, candida, SIBO, things like that, all of these things, you know, need to be removed, but you're also going to have to follow up with a protocol to treat um, and eradicate those things. So those are kind of just, you know, two very generalized things. And then as I mentioned before, you know, the way that we eat is also really important. So slow down when you're eating. Try to get rid of distractions cell phones, computer, TV, you know, um, take time to chew your food well. Practice maybe deep breathing before and after your meal. Get into more of that rest and digest parasympathetic state before you start consuming your food. Um, I know this isn't possible to do all the time. I'm not saying that I am perfect with it because a lot of days I'm eating, you know, between calls and my computer is up, things like that. But I do try to be mindful of how well I am chewing my food because the digestive process starts with your saliva. Okay. And so that contains your digestive enzymes. And essentially when you're eating really, really fast and you're just inhaling food, you're putting a lot of you know, stress on the digestive system and it's an extremely tasking job for your body. So slow down, chew your food well, and then we're going to go on a little bit of a rant here in terms of the nu- nutrients that you need to be consuming because this is, after all, a nutrition podcast. Yes. So obviously we, can, we advise consuming a diet that is very varied and it's important to get diversity because diversity provides an array of antioxidants, fiber, minerals. If you eat the same thing every single day, you are getting such a narrow scope of what you should be getting in terms of all of the things that your body needs. And so that is why we want to eat in season. That's why we want to shift our protein sources on a weekly basis, our fruit sources. I force myself to do this all the time because I am such a creature of habit. I will eat the same thing almost every single day if I if you really like leave me alone about it. And so I have to go to the store and be like, what vegetable have I 
not had in a while? What fruit could I swap for my apples that I like to have? Like I try to think about different rich color things too, because those are what create the, or those are what provide the antioxidants. Think deep colors, purples, greens, blues, stuff like that. And so we need to have it do a good, as good of a job as possible around getting a variety of foods into your day, not just healthy foods, but a variety of healthy foods. And if you struggle with that, we also can supplement. Um, so we love Top Notch. Um, Top Notch, as we've mentioned many times on our podcast, has an amazing supplement called Immunity. Um, and it has kind of an array of different things that are really helpful to the body. I'm going to very quickly overview these. Um, but NAC is the first one, which is NOS. N-acetyl-L-cysteine, um, and it's a sip- supplemental form of cysteine, which is an essential amino acid, and it works as an antioxidant in the body, and it's extremely important for liver health and detoxification. Um, so you can get this from foods too, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, egg yolks, garlic, onion, oats, poultry, wheat germ, and yeast, but it is important to note that those with vitamin B deficiencies, which is very common, it can lead to a deficiency in cysteine. So if you have a vitamin B deficiency, it's likely you also have a cysteine deficiency, okay? It's also a precursor to glutathione, which is one of the body's most important antioxidants. So not only is it an antioxidant itself, but it also is a precursor to other antioxidants, okay? So in terms of COVID-19, NAC has been used in clinical practice to treat critically ill septic patients and more recently for COVID-19 patients. It has an anti-inflammatory and immune-modulating characteristic, and it's been provided beneficial in the treatment and prevention of SARS-CoV-2. So it's actually been used in research for battling COVID. Vitamin C is the next one. Let's be honest, guys. Vitamin C is one of the best supplements to support and cure the immune system. I'm using it right now um, so that I don't get sick for my child. Zinc is also extremely helpful. Um, and all of these things are in immunity, which is the top-notch supplement. So zinc is an essential mineral that plays a role in the immune function, protein synthesis, wound healing, and DNA synthesis. Um, and it has been shown to help increase levels of vitamin A in the body, indicating an interaction between these two nutrients. Okay. Copper is another one. So copper is an essential trace mineral present in almost all living organisms. Um, It's basically necessary for survival. Um, It's found in all body tissue and plays a role in making red blood cells and maintaining nerve cells and the immune system. Elderberry. A lot of people have heard of elderberry. Elderberry is a fruit extract and it's great. Um, It's an effective botanical for strengthening immune function, preventing colds and flus. Um, And elderberry is also very safe and cost effective. You can get it on Amazon. I think my my mom does elderberry gummies all the time. Um, so you can get those on Amazon. It's a great way to combat germs. And then vitamin D. Liz already talked about this, but vitamin D is a huge immunoregulatory um, within the body. And most people don't get enough vitamin D from food or from sunlight. Let's be honest. Fewer and fewer people are going outside these days. Yep. It's like, Everything is indoors. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, kind of what I mentioned before in terms of just COVID and vitamin D levels, there was actually a research study done here in the University of Chicago that found that people who were hospitalized um, for COVID-19 had lower vitamin D levels than optimal. Optimal range, you want to be between 50 and 70 is really optimal. Um, and so this is where if you are somebody who struggles with getting vitamin D in or sunlight, I should say, um, daily. And you know that you've always kind of ran low on vitamin D serum lab test, then you might want to supplement. Okay. You might want to make sure that you are bringing your levels up to a adequate place. And as we always say, 
you're going to test and retest, right? So test your vitamin D levels. If you start supplementing with vitamin D, high quality one, we like vitamin D with K2, um, then you want to retest again uh, and make sure that you are in an optimal range and you're not overdoing it on vitamin D. Yep, absolutely. So again, don't try to supplement out supplement a bad diet or a bad lifestyle. We talked about a lot of things on this podcast that you can be doing. Um, pick a couple, pick a couple to start doing and doing a better job of. I, I always say like, you can always improve on things. You can be the healthiest person in the world and still need to improve on certain areas. So try to evaluate your own life, try to figure out where you could probably you know improve one of these areas that needs the most help and start chipping away so that you can fight off whatever comes your way in terms of the immune system. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.